0: So naturally, what does that do? We have a role to spread the good news, to spread God's word. And then he says, well, as we're doing that, we're not only to, to preach it to others. It's, it, he's saying, we're preaching the gospel to our own heart all the time. We're, to, we're, to begin to, you know, we're preaching that gospel to ourselves. And we need to make sure that our own hearts are always receptive to the things of the Lord. So naturally, the next thing that Luke does is he does what? He gives us an illustration on how to listen. And that's what he does. So we see this narrative continue. Let me give you key point number three, and then we'll, we'll unpack it. Key point number three is we are to obey God's word. We're to obey God's word. Let's pick back up, verse 22. Now it happened on a certain day that Jesus got into a boat with his disciples, and he said to them, let us cross over to the other side of the lake, and they launched out. Notice, first of all, what did they do? He gave a command, they obeyed, right? Let's go, let's go watch out. They obeyed. But as they sailed, he fell asleep, and a windstorm came down on the lake, and they were filling with water and were in jeopardy. And they came to Jesus and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. Then he arose and rebuked the wind. And the raging of the water and they ceased and there was a calm but Jesus said to them where is your faith and they were afraid and marveled saying to one another who can this be for he commands and even the winds and the water and they obey him now let's pause there for a moment let me ask you a question. Do you, ever, you think that these fishermen have ever been out on the lake before? Do you think they've ever been out on the lake in a storm? Very likely, right? I mean, they're fishermen. That's what they do. This storm had to be pretty significant, wouldn't you think? I mean, these are professional fishermen. They've been out there before. They've seen storms. My question as I was reading that, I'm going, this had to be something unusual. This had to be like a a major type of storm. This had to be something uh, pretty incredible. I mean, because I'm thinking, even with the worst storm, I'm looking out at Lake Norman and I'm going, "Eh, you know, yeah, it could be bad. So my my thoughts were, let's do a comparison. On the screen, I put together a little chart, uh, the difference between Lake Norman and the Sea of Galilee. Uh, I don't know if SGL would be their little bumper stickers over there or not, but if they did have bumper stickers that's what they would look like uh, SGL so Lake Norman is 31,000 acres roughly Sea of Galilee 41,000 okay so this kind of gives you a visual right I mean you think about Lake Norman is pretty big and Sea of Galilee's got it beat by 10,000 acres 10,000 more that's pretty incredible okay now here's the significance and this is what's important Lake Norman is 760 feet above sea level, and Sea of Galilee is 686 below sea level. In fact, you see that picture there—that Sea of Galilee, the picture behind. You see what it's surrounded by? Mountains. So what happens? That doesn't happen on Lake Norman. When the wind starts to pick up, a, that's significantly below sea level. They, they would say that what happens is that the winds get just as strong as what you would see on the ocean. So the storm is amplified on the Sea of Galilee because of its sea level and because of its pear shape uh, in between all these mountains. So when we're talking about fishermen who are out on this sea, out on, on their lake, um, don't just think Lake Norman. Think 10,000 acres bigger than Lake Norman, 686 feet below sea level, and at high risk of terrible storms. They mentioned the wind. The wind was what contributed to all of this. So as we read that and we see that, now here's the question, why why would all that matter? Why does this comparison, why does that matter? Well, because the storm had to be intense enough to concern the fishermen. Jesus is wanting to make a point and it has to be intense enough for experienced fishermen to be concerned and for them to to call upon Jesus the primary point of this passage is to illustrate the obedience to God's word it's not just it's not just that jesus can calm a storm that's an important aspect of it and that's typically where we go in our sermons right is jesus can calm you uh, calm the storm and and he can and he can do those things but in the narrative that we're following and you can see this as you see he's focusing on god's word god's word god's word share it listen make sure you're listening properly and then what's he doing He say make sure you obey and then he gives us this illustration And what do we see in this illustration that the wind and the water obeyed jesus things that don't think things that don't have a mind of their own obeyed jesus how incredible is that the wind doesn't think the wind doesn't just go where it wants to the wind goes where it's told the wind happens at the voice of god The wind and the water, they obeyed Jesus. And if Jesus has authority over the wind and the water, what do you think the disciples come to the conclusion? They were like, you know what? They were marveled. They were like, who is this? Who is this? The, the, The only conclusion is what? This is God in the flesh. This is God in the flesh. Because he has come and he, he is the one that tells the wind what to do. He's the one that tells the water what to do. The natural outcome is if the wind and the, and the water obey him, we should too. We should too. We can trust him. And then the rest of the chapter, here's what the rest of the chapter does it, shows, it illustrates the results of obedience to God's word. What are the results then? And we see that, let's, I've, got, I've got five total, let's, keep, let's look at key point number four. We experience freedom through God's word. We experience freedom through God's word. Let's pick back up, verse thir- 26. Then they sailed to the country of the Gadareans. Okay, you, so you see on the map here, they're way up here, they're on the northern part of the Lake Capernaum, and they're gonna go all the way down to the southeast side where the Gadareans are which is opposite uh, of the Galilee of Galilee and when he stepped out on the land there met him a certain man from the city who had demons for a long time and he wore no clothes nor did he live in a house but in the tombs when he saw Jesus he cried out fell down before him and with a loud voice said what have I to do with you Jesus son of the Most High God I beg you do not torment me for he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man for it had often seized him and he was kept under guard bound with chains and shackles and he broke the bonds and was driven by the demon into the wilderness Jesus asked him saying what is your name and he said Legion because many demons had entered him and they begged him that he would not command them to go out into the abyss. Now a herd of many swine was feeding there on the mountain. So they begged him that he would permit them to enter them, and he permitted them. Then the demons went out of the man and entered the swine, and the herd ran violently down the steep place into the lake and drowned. When those who fed them saw what had happened, They fled and told it in the city and in the country. Then they went out to see what had happened and came to Jesus and found the man from whom the demons had departed sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. They also, who had seen it, told them by what means he had been demon-possessed was healed. Then the whole multitude of the surrounding region of the Gadareans asked him to depart from them, for they were seized with great fear, and he got into the boat and returned." Did you see what they did? They rejected it. They told Jesus to leave. They told Jesus, we don't want any part of this. Why? Because each person determines what type of heart what type of soil it's going to be when they hear and see truth. Each person determines that for themselves. Look at this, verse 38. Now the man from whom the demons had departed begged Jesus that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away saying, return to your own house and tell what great things God has done for you. And he went his way and proclaimed throughout the whole city that great, that what great things Jesus had done for him. Pause, right? Let's stop there for a moment. Why? Because we're seeing different reactions, different hearts, how they're receptive to it. Some of them were like, I don't want to have anything to do with this Jesus. Go away. But here was a man who, he was chained up with no clothes and was just out of his mind. And now, he's the one that was like, Jesus, I want to follow you. And what did Jesus do in his wisdom? He said, listen, you're going to do better work here. Why? Because they were already rejecting him. And he said, you stay here. You tell people what, what has happened. You tell the great things. You be the witness in this area. You be the voice. You take over the podium at this point. He had a role. Jesus is going to head back over the lake. That leaves a, a void. They need somebody now who's going to have a voice. And it's this guy. But notice this. The demons obeyed, not, a de- not an obedience of faith, understand that, but they nonetheless listened to him. The man who was demon-possessed obeyed, but the multitude became fearful and asked him to depart. Those who see their own condition, when you see your own condition, like this man did, this, this demon-possessed man, when you do an evaluation of your own heart, and you see your condition, it's easier to follow the Lord. You think about the, some of the people that Luke has already mentioned. You know, Mary, remember her? She had seven demons. She's following the Lord. All these, all these people that's coming to the Lord, it's people who don't evaluate their heart that, that end up not following Him. Those who think that they're fine, send Jesus away. You think you're fine? Nothing wrong with my heart. I'm good. They do what? Jesus, you can go your way.